If we were to personify the seasons of Advent and Christmas, we could probably say something like, uh, Jesus is to Christmas as John the Baptist is to Advent. And the purpose of the season of Advent is really embodied in the ministry of John the Baptist. And this is why he, you know, appears on the scene and, and we hear about his story every Advent. He is the precursor, the one who comes before Christ, the one who prepares the way. So to receive salvation, something has to occur within the soul. To receive Jesus Christ, room has to be made for him to dwell within. And so principally, what John the Baptist talks about is repentance of sin, that for us to receive salvation, we just have to be honest about our sinfulness. It, and, and yes, there's some element of guilt in that, not shame, but guilt, that if we've done something wrong, we should feel something like guilt, and then we should apologize and we should seek to make amends, like any relationship. And it's the same with God. So to receive salvation, which is essentially the forgiveness of sins and eternal life, we need to just be honest about our failures. The goal is not to load us up with guilt. The, the goal is really to free us of guilt. But as we all know, you don't get there until you acknowledge, right? Until you talk about it, until you reconcile. It happens uh, within all of our relationships, it's the same. And it's so freeing when it does. I mean, how many times have we had the experience of feeling alienated from a good friend? You know, just something happens and you start, stop talking for a little bit. And then you, you talk again and, and you, you make up, you make amends. And, and you wonder, what in the world were we even ever upset about? It seems so small. And the freedom that we experience in that moment, that kind of freedom... That kind of relief is what Jesus wants us to feel. He doesn't really want us to feel the guilt only insofar as the guilt is a means to something greater. Um, so the, the first element of this repentance of Advent, this preparation, is no doubt an acknowledgement of, of our sinfulness. So what we want to do spiritually during Advent is say, okay, what are some things I got to work on? And it's okay. We all have a list. If you don't have a list, I'll be taking appointments later. <laughs> we all have a list, you know, we should all have it. And it's okay. It's okay. Because God prepared for this. It's the way it works. He knew that this is how it would work, right? The solution is him. And that's, that's, the, that's what we're trying to prepare for during Advent is making room for him. So you think, well, what is it that God wants from me? It's a good question. What does God want for you? What does he want from, with, from you? What does he want with you now? I mean, you think about all of the many things that we go through in life. I mean, people suffer serious trauma, sufferings, sacrifice. You know, the everyday difficulties and then the huge difficulties the holding on to, to resentments and unforgiveness, the broken relationships, um, 
the deaths of loved ones. I mean, there's so much, right? And even just the day-to-day, I, I see uh, every Sunday, I see the parents bringing their kids in. And I, th- I think, you might wonder, well, what does Father John think? You know, like, what he thinks is it must take an act of God to get them all here. That's what I think. You know, is he really intelligent? No, I, I, it's incredible. I, I don't know how you do it. I mean, when my nieces and nephew were, were little, you know, every once in a while I'd kind of watch them and, and they'll probably tell you, they're here today. And they'll probably tell you, yeah, Uncle John was good for a while and then he just completely collapsed. <laughs> and in those moments, I was never more thankful for being celibate. <laughs> and I love my nieces and nephew more than anything, except for maybe my sister, but it's just close. She's here today too, and I had to throw that in or else. <laughs> but it's amazing. I mean, I see what parents, what you're doing and, and how hard you're working. And, you know, I think too, gosh, how many times have you tried to get to church and then it just broke down in the car or something happened and you just turned around, you just went home. Um, it's tough. It's really hard. Or, um, you know, even just our sinfulness, we do what Adam did back in, in Genesis. After they sinned, he hid from God. We do it all the time. You know, we sin, we do something wrong, and we, we kind of act like God wasn't there, like he didn't see it. And then, you know, we stop saying our prayers for a while, or maybe we stop going to church for a while, or because, you know, he doesn't want to hear from me. I'm a sinner. We feel shame, which isn't good. Shame and guilt are different. Shame is not really good for us. Because Jesus still wants to see us. He doesn't want us to stop talking to him. So what does he want? It's very simple. Jesus wants to be one of your best friends. I mean, really, he wants to be your best friend. He said it. I no longer call you slaves. I call you friends. I call you friend. That's what he wants. He talks about it all the time in the scriptures. He wants to be close to us. Is that it? Well, I mean, if that happens, everything else follows. If, we're, if we have a really good relationship with him, all of the other stuff works itself out. You know, the sins, the struggles, the lack of virtue, the desire to grow in virtue, the, the des- desire to grow in holiness, it all happens because we're connected to, as he says, the vine. If we're connected to him, the new... The nutrients are flowing, the grace is flowing, and it all is going to work itself out. And I know, having spoken to enough of you, and just in my experience, you know, people in this church today, you know, your relationship with Jesus, it's, it's completely itself, you know, it's, your relationship is, with Jesus is unlike anyone else, and it's up and down, or maybe it's almost non-existent right now. You know, maybe you're a person who's really questioning or doubting or wondering. It's okay. This is a great place for you. Maybe you're really certain today or this week. That's great. That's wonderful. Maybe you know, like most of us, you're kind of in the middle, right? And you realize your relationship could be better and you'd like it to be better, but how do you get here? And so here's, here's what I'd like us to reflect on this week. To receive the gift of Christ's relationship, there has to be room for him in our life. 
And as busy as we are and as busy as the world keeps us, I think we sometimes wonder, am I really in control of my life? All the things we have to do for if you're in school or you're playing sports, you know, um, if you're a, a teen or a kid or if you're a parent, you have work, et cetera. We all have, we have all of these things going on. And one of the difficulties with Advent is it gets so busy leading up to Christmas. And what I want us to reflect on is if we can find more space for Christ, and maybe just a little bit, maybe it's not a lot. Maybe you're a person who isn't really praying, praying one Hail Mary or one Our Father a day. Just that is an amazing thing. And for, the, for all of you who are praying, you know, dozens and dozens of Hail Marys a day, well, you know, you got to start somewhere. you got to start somewhere. And what a great gift that would be to yourself to just open up a little bit more space. Or maybe on the way to work, you're going to say your prayers. Or coming back from work on the way home, you're really going to pray, you know, for, <laughs> for what you're going to need as you get home. And... Uh, you know, that's or whatever. What can you do? That's just what I want you to ask yourself this week. What can I do to just do a little bit more? The, the value is in the consistency, not the amount any particular day. I believe it is far better for you to pray a little bit every single day than to every month or so pray for, you know, an hour or two because you're in trouble. Right? And we do that with our relationships, right? Because if you think about your relationships, the people closest to us, you text them, maybe you call them if anybody actually uses their phone to call people anymore, but you know, you, you stay in contact with them in some way all the time throughout the day. And the idea is that Jesus is one of those, one of those relationships we stay connected with every day. And I promise you, I know this to be true. If you stay connected to Jesus, the vine, every single day, it will change your life. If you're not doing it now, just start with something small. If you're too busy, you've gotten yourself too busy, okay, fine. Carve out a little bit of space and begin anew. That's what Advent is for. And that allows us then at Christmas to really celebrate the coming of Jesus Christ. Please stand.